are good, you are good. Come on and sing a new song to him this morning. Oh, you are good, you are good. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, we worship you.
my bones come alive. Oh, we worship you. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we come alive. We come alive in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. Oh, we worship you. Oh, you're so good, so good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Glory, glory. Thank you, Father. You're so good. You're so good.
because it's a reality in our lives or we may be singing that because we're singing it by faith but if we'll sing it in faith it will become a reality it will become a reality we sang that I set my eyes on heaven God I receive your vision and then we went to, through it all, my eyes are on you. And the only thing I could think to him was, you're showing me what you see. You're showing me your perspective. Because my eyes are on you, I set and fix my eyes on heaven. And I receive your vision. And so now I can say, through it all, it is well. No matter what goes on around me, I don't see that. I see what heaven shows me. I see what my father shows me. I see what he sees. He brings me up to his perspective. And I see what he sees. And because of that, my mind, will, and my emotions, they're in balance. And it is well, it is well within me. And so if we'll turn our eyes to Jesus and we'll look at him, it says even the winds and the waves, they obey him. We know where that comes from. That comes from the word of God where Jesus calmed the storm. They still know his name. And he's given us his name. And we can use his name. And when we use his name, the wind and the waves recognize it. And they have to acknowledge it because there's no name that's higher than his. God established it that way. And then he empowered you by giving you the name of Jesus to put in your mouth so you can calm the winds and the waves in your life. And if you'll fix your eyes on Jesus, it will change your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions then you can stand and say it as well. Are you in season? Glory to God. Sing this with me. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful 
things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Come on and do that. Look to him this morning. Sing it again. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful. You have our attention, Jesus. And the things of earth, everything going on around me, will grow strangely dim in the revelation of his glory and grace. You can walk in his glory and in his grace. One more time, turn your eyes. Turn my eyes upon Jesus. I look full in your wonderful face. Hallelujah. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of your glory. at you this morning we behold you this morning we set our gaze and our eyes and our minds and our hearts on you today we look at you like we've never looked at you before we look at you with the revelation that you're showing us even at this very moment we thank you for your light and your glory. Hallelujah. The light and the glory. The light. Hallelujah. I look to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him all and Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for to trust you more. <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, say his name this morning. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We look to you, Jesus, the author of life, the author of our faith. We look to you. We look to you. We look to you. We look to you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We look to Jesus as our example. We look to him as the one who showed us how to live before the Father. Hallelujah. Showed us how to walk with him, full of the Holy Ghost and power. Amen? Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. <laughs> For what? The Father was with him. Glory to God. We sang about miracles. This is the house of miracles. And when we were singing that this morning, my life is a miracle. When I sang that, I said, this is a house, my body of miracles. We sang, come alive in the name of Jesus. He made us alive. He quickened us, amen, and made us alive and seated us together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Don't mind me, I'm just looking for something that the Lord gave me that I wrote in here that I know he wants me to share, and so the Holy Spirit will help, help me do that. It's not, it's, it just goes along with what we just did. And so uh, he's, he's showing us how to walk in the way of the Lord. Amen? Here it is. Here. Uh, the more I know you, the more I trust you. You are showing me your ways. <laughs> Every day I'm learning of you. Jesus, now I trust you more. Jesus, you've done everything. Jesus, you are all I need. Jesus, you're so He's showing us his ways. He's showing us his ways. Hallelujah. And when you know his ways, you can trust him. And that's why we can stand and say, through it all, it is well. Through it all, my eyes are fixed on heaven. Through it all, I'm receiving your vision for my life. And I am a miracle. 
your life is a miracle. You once walked in darkness, and now you walk in the light. Your conduct was that of those who lived in darkness, but he's helped you change, amen? That's a miracle. Some would look at you and say, what? You are a miracle. He's cleaned up your words. I couldn't stand in your presence before. He's cleaned you up. You're a miracle. You once were bound by sin and sickness, and he changed your life. Look at someone and tell them, you are a living miracle. Glory to God. You may be seated for a few minutes, if you could just stay up here for me. Hallelujah. Ushers, we're going to get ready to participate and partake of communion. So if the ushers want to hand out the elements this morning, when you receive the elements, just hold on to them this morning. Just hold them and we'll take them together. Amen. Glory to God. Your life in Christ is a miracle. Amen. Glory to God. Ephesians 2, 2 tells us he made us alive when we were dead in our sins. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You received a brand new spirit. That's a miracle. Glory to God. And so this morning, as we partake of communion together, glory to God. Bless the Lord. In Matthew 26, verse 65 to 68. Matthew 26. I'm just going to turn there. I'm going to read it out of the New Living. Yeah. The high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Blasphemy. Why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. And they began to spit in, his, in Jesus' face and beat him with their fists, and some slapped him jeering prophesy to us you messiah who hit you that time another translation says prophesy messiah who'll hit you next scholars have have looked at this account and they said that there was at least 100 religious leaders in this place and that each of them smote jesus each of them this was before he was tried and convicted and hung on the cross this was before that they spit in his face which was a sign back then and it still is uh, of, of pure hatred and this is what I think of you I think that you are nothing just as I spit on the ground I spit on your face that's all you're worthy of and so they did that to Jesus before they even tried and convicted him. Anyone ever said anything to you about your character or they said something you said and they didn't give you a chance to rebuttal and to say, dude, that's not me. Yeah, Jesus knows how you feel. Jesus knows how you feel. And then Isaiah chapter 53 
This is a familiar passage of scripture. Verse 3. It says, he was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Four, yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, praise the Lord, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. That word sorrow where it says he was, dis uh, where it says, he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows. That word sorrows, there is pain, physical and mental pain. It's distress, grief, suffering. The word grief there with deepest grief is sickness, affliction, illness, incurable disease, wound, anxiety, calamity, malady, which is an ailment, disorder, Infection, infirmity, a bug, a virus. Jesus was acquainted with these things, which means he knows them from personal experience. He experienced the symptoms of all of these things. Hallelujah. Every kind of sickness and grief. Then it says he was despised and rejected it's translated as he was disrespected mocked wrongfully accused bullied looked at and treated as worthless looked down on jesus experienced all the emotions that go with trauma and from being treated this way and then it says that he was I'll read in uh, Isaiah chapter 52 in Isaiah chapter 52 verse 14 it says but many were amazed when they saw him his face was so disfigured he seemed hardly human and from his appearance one would scarcely know he was a man that word disfigured means injured, damaged, mutilated, deformed. Jesus felt all the physical, emotional, mental pain associated with trauma, sickness, incurable diseases, torment, mutilation, deformity, abandonment, mistreatment, and he did this so you can live free from every single one of those things. Hallelujah. No one else has endured the suffering that Jesus has endured. And he didn't do it for himself. He did it for you and I. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm grateful this morning. 
I'm so thankful to Jesus. Glory to God. That translation in Isaiah 53. But he was pierced for our rebellion. I don't know about you, but I was very rebellious. He was pierced for that. Hallelujah. He freed us from all of those things. And you may say, well, I don't know. I'm still suffering from mistreatment. I still feel like I'm not worth much. I still have grief. I, I, I still have an incurable disease. I, I, I still suffer. I still suffer. Well, let me just tell you what to do about that. Meditate on these verses of Scripture. Get them in you. Because you can't fight those things in your own strength. But he's imparted to you, Ephesians 3 says, a divine might that strengthens your inner man. And so you have that divine might on the inside of you and you have the wisdom of God and you have revelation, light and glory that will help you make this a reality in your life. Amen. And as we partake of our covenant meal today, I want you to put yourself in remembrance of that. Amen. Just see your Savior. Not just the Savior of the world today. Don't, don't look at Jesus, oh, the Savior of the world. Look at him as the Savior of your world, of your life this morning. Say, Jesus, I, I take you. I receive you as my Savior. I know I prayed that prayer. I know I prayed that prayer. I know I'm saved. But this morning, I need some saving from this. Those words that they spoke over me, those accusations that they keep saying, those things they keep saying about me, about my character, I need saving from that. You said every weapon formed against me will, will not prosper and that every tongue that rises up against me in judgment, I'll condemn. I need you to show me how that's playing out in this event in my life. And so I take you as my Savior. You're the one who vindicates me. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Bless the Glory to God. Matthew 26, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take this and eat it, for this is my body. He did this knowing what was about to happen to his body. He broke that 
and he knew what was about to happen to his body. Father, we thank you. We thank you for our Savior. Thank you that you loved us so much that you sent him to this earth. We thank you that he bore on his body all of our pain, all of our sickness, all the mental anguish, all the emotional trauma. He bore all of that upon him so we can live a life that's free from all of that. This morning, we remind ourselves of what Jesus did. And we remind ourselves that we are in covenant with you. We remind ourselves of that. And we give you thanks. And we take this this morning, the bread, the wafer this morning. And we declare that by Jesus' stripes, we were healed and whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. We are complete in Jesus' name. Break and partake this morning of the bread. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. So this morning, we make this personal, and we thank the Father that our sins have been forgiven. Father, we thank you for the precious blood of Jesus <laughs> who was beaten and bruised and bled for us. And that blood flows for us today. We thank you for the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. And we receive that in our lives today. We appropriate the blood. Devil, the blood of Jesus is against you. And we make you aware of this today. We let you know in our lives that you will no longer have a foothold concerning these matters because we appropriate the blood of Jesus all around our lives. In Jesus' name, we draw a bloodline around us and our families. And as we partake of the representation of the blood. I thank you for a revelation of your blood. We receive it with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Go ahead and partake. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now just stand with me for a moment and we're just going to thank him. Jesus thanked him. And it said they sang a hymn afterwards. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. What can wash away? 
morning. Go ahead, Mr. Ivan. Good morning, Father's House Family Church. It is Nasha Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements, so listen up. I would like to first take this opportunity to welcome all of our guests and our first-time visitors. Come on, Father's House. Let's give a real big God bless you to everyone who's new in the house this morning. We welcome you. We thank God for you choosing to worship with us today. We pray that you continue to enjoy the service. When you walk into the sanctuary, you should have received a welcome packet and a connection card. We would love if you could fill out that connection card and then turn it in and during our offering time. We have a gift for you. Again, thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Also, if you would like to learn more about us, you can look in the welcome section um, of the welcome packet that you received, and you can also learn more about us from our website. Thank you for worshiping with us, and come back and worship with us very, very soon. Ladies, it is not too late to sign up for our next session, which will take place on September the 26th for our book club. If you missed the first session, there's an opportunity for you to join in on the next session. Amen. So please click the registration link on the website or on our Kingdom Couples Facebook page and get connected to this amazing group. We are focusing on growing as wives, as women, um, and into all that God has called us to be. And you don't want to miss that. You want to be a part of that. Amen. So please see me also if you have any questions. I can't wait to see you at the next session. This Tuesday, our bowling fellowship starts, and I hope you are excited because every other Tuesday, we will be gathering together the faith family and just having some fun outside of our church walls, getting to know each other a little bit better. So if you missed the sign up, guess what? It's not too late. You can see Mr. Eric, or you can still sign up um, to be in the text thread. Also, if you have any questions, please see Mr. Eric. It is going to start this Tuesday. September the 13th at 7 p.m. So get your bowling shoes ready. You know, you may want to brush up on your skills, but just come out and have some fun. This is from uh, this is for ages 12 and up. 
um, for married people, single people, this is for our families, uh, ages 12 and up. So hope you're excited and looking forward to it. Please join us this Wednesday at 7 p.m. for prayer. We have been gathering together and we have been praying about our assignment for Dighton and we have been learning just how to yield to the Holy Spirit as a, as a, as a body and it has just been wonderful. So please join us. Um, the Lord told Pastor Maria that what we walk out in the spirit, we will walk out in the natural. Amen. And so we know the assignment, the vision God has given us. And now it's time for us to walk it out in the spirit first. So please join us and, and make your supply available with us on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. As we come together, we join our faith together and we just continue to get the heart of God for Dighton and for our assignment. Amen. So that's happening this Wednesday at 7 p.m. Can't wait to see you there. This concludes our announcements for today, and now it's time to give. And guess what? It is Mission Sunday. Amen. So we're going to get ready to call for Mr. Craig Barton to come and receive our offering today. So let's receive them. Good morning, faith family. How y'all doing today? Amen. Amen. Y'all ready to give this morning? Amen. It is Mission Sunday. And I'm excited to give some updates from Cape Bird. They are thanking God for four days of rain that they really needed. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, if you ever, um, if you had your, your, your lawn scorched from the summer heat or you depend on God for rain for your crops, you, could, you understand how much rain is needed, um, and especially in a hot environment like that. And um, an area where a lot of tourists go, where the government buildings are, um, they're going to go and pass out tracks and share the gospel, and they're very excited about that. So we're going to stand with them in prayer that, you know, God moves um, with everything that they're doing there. And I can say personally that, um, oh, one second. If you need an envelope, just raise your hand, and if the ushers haven't already, they can pass out an envelope. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> um I can say I've, I was personally touched when Pastor Marie de Grasso has say, um, shared an update a few weeks ago about um, a boy who I think he had passed away and a woman who had an eye issue. Um, she I think she just needed antibiotics. But something that simple or, you know, that shouldn't happen in my heart. You know what I mean? You know, some people, sh children, people shouldn't die or not receive the, the care that they need over a few dollars. You know what I mean? I know we have our own bills and expenses, but if you're well off, people, your family shouldn't be struggling in my in, in my heart. So whatever God puts on your heart to give, like I said, it's always a heart matter. Obey God in that area and, you know, give to your neighbor, give to your family to help out the next person. Um, but Yes, we uh, do give by uh, website, mobile, like the envelope. Personally, I like to give through the uh, the push pay app. Um, <laughs> but um, Ivan, did you have some web some uh, pictures that you wanted to share? Yeah. So there's some of the crops and um, games and artwork that they're doing there. Very very nice actually. And I was excited with the children singing. That's and worshiping. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, Ivan was showing me these earlier today, and uh, I think that's really, you know, it, it helps you put your, put your mind there as to what life is for them there. Amen. That's the house where they do all their Bible studies and everything. So, 
Amen. Whatever God puts on your heart to, to give and support K-Word, let's be obedient to that. Amen. Awesome. And uh, do we have our confession of faith here? Amen. So let's get excited, all right, and make this personal, all right? <laughs> because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, land, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to God. And it off to nation. This is impromptu. I just was reminded um, as you release your offering, I want to tell this quick testimony. Last Sunday when we were saying the confession, when we got to the point of checks in the mail, I, I, I just felt in my spirit that um, a check that I had been decreeing and declaring for like months, it was coming this week, right? So I had been telling Craig, I said, there's a $5,000 check coming in the mail. I said, I don't know where. I said, but $5,000 is coming with my name on. So I opened the mailbox. I said, it's coming tomorrow. I kept doing it. So I was expecting a check from my previous job to come at some point, a certain amount. And would you know, that amount came at $5,000 more than what I expected. It came this week. This week. I'm $5,000 more than what I expected. It came this week. And also... Because of that blessing, my husband and I was able to pay off one of our cars. Hallelujah. There's more money to do what God called us to do. Amen. And we have been just decreeing and declaring, um, you know, uh, concerning that car. We kept saying it's paid off. Well, now it's going to be. We kept saying it for like the last year. It's paid off. And now we're saying the Lincoln is paid off as far as we're concerned. Amen. Amen. Woo, that's a glory story. Hallelujah. You know, if you'll celebrate with someone else, you'll show God how you'll celebrate when he does it for you. So you'll hear my big mouth shouting and screaming just like he did it for me. Because I want him to know this is how I'm going to shout when it comes true in my life. Right? Amen. Glory to God. When someone shares a testimony, rejoice with them. That's what the faith family is for. Can we give God glory for what he did to the Bartons this week? every day in our lives. Amen. We celebrate what God does. That enlarges your heart and your capacity to receive from him. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to give. And this morning, it's Mission Sunday. We lift up the mission, the work that you are doing in Cape Verde, Brava Cape Verde, and all around Cape Verde, actually. 
We thank you, Father, for your vision that's coming to pass there. You saw these people before the foundations of the world. You saw Uriak and uh, Puyi before the foundations of the world. And you knew that they would heed the call and go. And you equipped them and empowered them. And as we support them, Father, we ask that you will multiply the seed that we're sowing. You will make it go further than they ever thought it would. And we thank you that it's advancing your kingdom. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we, we speak miracles, signs, and wonders to be done as they stretch forth their hand in Jesus' name. Confirm all the word that they've been speaking, Holy Spirit. Confirm it all. Confirm it all in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we call forth signs, wonders, and miracles in Brava Cape Verde in Jesus' name. And you'll get the glory for it in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, that as we tithe, you know what happens as we give. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you believe that? Bless the Lord. Woo, yes, because it is well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have a few minutes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do come on Wednesdays if you can. Make yourself available to that. Someone said that the size of your church is really the ones who pray with you. And so uh, I believe in prayer. I believe that a church uh, is established in prayer. This church, we, can, we have stories of how this church was birthed in prayer. And so uh, we, we sang that song again, God, we receive your vision. That's what we're doing on Wednesdays. We're walking that out. And so uh, it's helping us as we move forward with our Building Our Impact project. And next week, uh, we are going to dedicate the service to giving you an update and uh, giving you some information concerning our Building uh, His Impact project. And uh, so I want you to come and, and hear that. Uh, you'll be excited. You'll, uh, you're going to be excited about that. So uh, come next Sunday for that. Glory to God. Last week, we began a series called Kingdom Minded, which coincides with our Kingdom Living series because being kingdom minded is a requirement for kingdom living. Remember, how you think determines how you live. Glory to God. So let's look again at our golden text. And again, we're not going to get through with this message today, but I'm going to start it. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We talked about this this morning. Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we don't have time to review last week's message, but you can go on our website, Facebook, YouTube, and watch the replay. In this passage we read, Paul urges us to consider Jesus' example and have the mindset that he had. And we said last week that that mindset was one of humility and submission. 
And as we study Jesus, we see he was very humble. He was humble. And uh, he gave all the glory to God. And Jesus was also submitted to the Father. Jesus didn't consult his own will. His will was submitted to the will of the Father. And that's what kingdom living and being kingdom-minded looks like. Amen? Hallelujah. Last week we also read Colossians 3, verse 10 to 12. And you could read that at home. In reading that, we determined that the work of setting and keeping our mind, we sang that today, fix my mind on heaven, things above, and then putting off the old behaviors of the flesh, putting on the new behaviors that align to righteousness, that's on us to do, not on God to do. Amen? So we have to stop waiting on God to change our behavior. Glory to God. He's offered us the knowledge, the tools, and ability to do that for ourselves. Glory to God. He'll help us, but he's offered us that. Before Paul talks about putting that off, the sinful, destructive behaviors and habits of the flesh and putting on the new way of thinking, he tells us to do this, to set and keep our minds on things above, not on things on the earth. Many people are trying to quit this and quit that, without doing that first step, setting their mind on things above. Let's look again at Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Romans 12, 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hallelujah. We talked about how things we spend a lot of time thinking about become the object of our affection. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. We talked about how when we were dating, you know, it was like, woo, you know, and we were dreamy, you know, and daydreaming and all of that. Well, that's because we thought about that person like constantly. In fact, people would be like, come on, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, maybe you were in school and it was your first crush and you're like, oh, as you walk by your desk or she walked by your desk and the teacher's like, snap out of it. Well, you sat there thinking for a very long time about that and that person became the object. Some people do that with things. It becomes the object because that's all, the, I got to have that car, that car, that car, got to have that car. It becomes the object of their affection. So the things we think about become that. As believers, this verse talks about transformed or conformed. We are either conforming or transforming. Either one. If we're not being transformed by the renewing of our minds with the word of God, then we are conforming to the world. Notice Paul didn't say in Romans chapter 12 uh, that, but be transformed by being born again. He didn't say that. He said our life is transformed by renewing our mind and this is how we will be able to discern what is good, what pleases God, and his will. Hallelujah. Remember, we said there is no other way to renew our minds except or outside of the word of God. Nothing outside of the word of God. We saw that in Joshua 1.8 last week. So if I'm not in his word daily, I'm not renewing my mind daily. And the mind does not stay renewed. It does not stay renewed. 
It doesn't stay renewed. <laughs> this is a lifelong occupation. <laughs> this is our job until Jesus comes. This is what he left us with. There will never be a day that we live on this earth that we won't have to renew our minds. Just like there will never be a day that I will say, well, for the last 40-something years, I've been brushing my teeth, and I think it's time I can stop now. I've been consistent to go to the dentist. I go every six months. In fact, I got to call them. I missed my August appointment. I was away. I go every six months for my cleaning, you know, and every other one is the x-rays. I've had four root canals done. I've had a ton of fillings. I've done so much. You know what? I'm done with that. So I'm just going to stop brushing my teeth. What happens the day I stop brushing my teeth? Besides that, people won't want to talk to me. I could chew mints and gum, you know, come on. And so what happens? Decay starts setting in. You may not see it. I may not see it because I've been consistent doing it. I won't see it. It will be gradual, but it will decay. And before long, I'll be at the dentist pulling out all my teeth because they're falling out. Right? Even though I have wonderful teeth and have put all that, that's how renewing our mind is. It's an everyday process, and we must do it. We must do it. You won't see negative effects maybe right away if you don't do it. But before long, you'll be drifting. You'll be shifting off course. You'll be shifting off Jesus' vision for your life. You'll find yourself in a, in a place. It's not a good place. Hallelujah. If I want to live the transformed life that God offers me, I've got to renew my mind daily with his word. A renewed mind will give you the best life, a transformed life. We said last week that a renewed mind is a mind that is thinking like God thinks. And the only way we arrive at having a mind renewed is to learn God's word. Amen. Take in the word of God. Let it fill our thoughts, our actions. And then his word, his thoughts is written down so you and I can take them as our own. He wrote them down for us. His word is his thoughts. Now say with me, say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. We've talked about this before, but we need to make sure we are very clear on this and have it settled in our hearts before we can even embrace and fully understand the process of renewing our mind. You are not a mind. You are not a body. The real you is a spirit. You are spirit. You have a soul which is made up of your mind, will, and your emotions. Amen? And you live in this physical body. The only reason you have a body is because that is what gives you the permission and the right to live in this earthly realm, in this physical realm. That's why we have a body. Otherwise, we wouldn't need a body. You hear people being possessed by demons and stuff. Why? Because demons don't have a right to, they can't live in this physical realm. They need a body to manifest through. And so when people give them that right, that's when they'll, they'll do that. 
And so you have a body because you need one to operate in this physical realm. Amen. So when you receive Jesus, your spirit, the real you, was recreated. Remember 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Ezekiel 36, 26 talks about that too. Your spirit is made brand new, recreated. And you now have the nature and life of God in you, your spirit, your spirit. And your spirit will never die. It will never die. The day your physical heart stops beating, the day it stops beating, and you take your last physical breath, your spirit will still live. Now, it will vacate your physical body. Your spirit will. And that's, now you can't live here in this physical realm anymore. And so that's when heaven or hell becomes a reality. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now, your spirit is made new. We call that the new birth. When you tell someone, I'm born again, you are talking about the real you, your spirit being born again. That's what you're talking about, the new birth. You got a new spirit. Well, the day you received Jesus and you received a new spirit, you were left with the same body and the same mind. After you said amen from that sinner's prayer, if you looked in the mirror, it was still you in the flesh. The next morning after you got saved, you probably had the same thoughts as you did the day before you got saved. Your mind was not recreated, and neither was your physical body. I sure wish my body, you know, got a little taller after I got saved. But it didn't. My I was left with the same body and the same mind. But our spirit, God did something with the most important part of you your spirit. He gave you a new one. And now that this part of you is changed and you let your spirit dominate you, part of this renewing your mind process, you can change your body and your mind. You can change your body and your mind. It's our job to do that, not God's. If it was his job, he would have already done it when he gave you a new spirit. He doesn't do half a job. He completes his work. So he's done as far as he's concerned. Now he'll help you. He'll help you. But it's up to us to do. Hallelujah. He's given us the tools, his word, and he's given us the ability, the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember we read last week in Galatians 5.17 that the flesh, this body, is always at odds with the spirit. It always disagrees. There's always disagreement between the flesh and the spirit. It's opposed to things of the spirit. In fast, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14 and 15 says that people who aren't spiritual can't even understand the things of the spirit. So if our flesh 
or our body dominates and controls our life, we'll struggle to understand God and his ways. We're going to struggle if we're letting our flesh and our mind dominate us. We will struggle if we're not living in the spirit. Our body always wants to do something different than what God wants. That's why we must do something with our body so that it doesn't dominate and take our life in a direction that God doesn't want it to go. Your spirit must lead your body direction. If you let your spirit lead, you're going to see great things. If you let your body lead, you'll always struggle to live a life that pleases God. Always. Now, what part does your soul have in all this? Remember, the soul part of you is the mind, will, and emotions. This is the place from where you think, this is the place from where you make decisions, you know, come up with real creative ideas. You know how we do that. This is that place from which you think and make those decisions. If you take the time to renew your mind with God's word, your mind will side with your spirit. Hallelujah. If you don't, your mind, your choices, your decisions, your thinking, it will side with your body, your flesh. That's why Paul is urging us to do something with our bodies. Your spirit or body will align or will gain dominance based on what side the mind is on. You want your spirit to dominate? You got to get your mind to align with that. You, you want your flesh to dominate or not to dominate? you got to get that mind right. It starts with your And that's why Paul is urging us to do something about it. To, and he says, present your bodies to God and renew your mind with his word. Present, because in Romans, he talks all about 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. He talks all about this fight in the flesh, opposition, disagreement between the body, the mind, the, the spirit. And then in 12, he says, but here's what you do as, as believers, as followers of Jesus. Here's what you do. Present your body to God and renew your mind with his word. He gives us the tools, what to do to change all of us, right? Because our spirit is changed. And if we'll continue to read the word of God, feed on the word, our spirit will get stronger. But we got to get this mind and body right. Because remember, we're three parts, spirit, soul, body. Now, we'll go to heaven if we don't do this part. We'll, we'll go to heaven, but I'll tell you what, we'll live a defeated life here on earth. We'll always struggle because our spirit, the real us, wants to do the right thing. It wants to live the life that the author of life provided for us. But the flesh always opposes that. The flesh doesn't like to be restrained. It doesn't like rules. Think about it. Even in a simple thing like our diets, eating cake and ice cream is fun. It's fun. It's enjoyable. But you put peas and carrots. Well, peas don't have much nutritional value. You put carrots and cabbage and things like that. It's not as fun. Who likes restricted diets? 
You go visit someone in the hospital and they're like, oh, you're, you look at the thing. Uh, you're on a restricted diet, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No one likes, our flesh doesn't like restrictions. But if we continue to eat the wrong foods, we open ourselves up to sickness, disease, obesity, and even death, right? That's just the reality of it. So the smart thing to do is to restrain ourselves from overindulging, right? And not partaking of things that do harm to our body. This goes for anything that we indulge in that can do harm to our bodies. So we'll close over here in Romans chapter 6, verse 13 and 14. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present yourselves to God as being alive, come alive in the name of Jesus, from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. I'll read it out of the message. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected with that old way of life. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly and full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. We should restrict and restrain ourselves from anything that will lead us to greater carnality. If something is not going to make me more spiritual, then I shouldn't indulge. This restraining and retraining of our bodies becomes easier when we present, hallelujah, our bodies to God and renew our minds with his word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to stop there. But here's the thing. If I want to please God, I've got to get this down. We say spirit, soul, and body. I give all of me to you, Lord. But that's on us to do. We have to remember the renewing of our mind, the presenting of our body every day to the Lord is on us to do. If we'll get in agreement with him and, and, and do it, his holy, his spirit will help us. Amen? But it would be like if I asked mom, well, I'm going to ask you, can you come here and help me move this pulpit? We're just going to move it over just that way. Can you, can you help me with that? Thank you. I appreciate your help. Yeah, let's move it. That's what we do to God. Yeah. That's what we do to God. Help me, Lord. And then we sit down and we expect, why aren't you helping me? Help means I'm doing something and he's helping me. I was going to do that and not tell her. And people would probably be like, oh. I said, let me, let me just. <laughs> but when you ask someone for help, you've got to do something. Give them something to work with. Give God something to work with. And the simple thing that you could do to give him to work with. Can you go to the action verse, Ivan? End of this message? Yeah. Continue to get into God's word daily. That's one way 
you can give God something to work with. Every day, set your eyes on his word. And I don't mean reading memes on Facebook that have scriptures. I mean getting into the word of God with the season that you're in in your life. Ask him, what season am I in right now? What do I need to be learning? What do I need to be learning? Don't just go to what you always do. What do I need to be learning right now to get through this season in my life? What do I need to learn for the next season? That's how we study the word of God. Not just randomly opening the word and saying, oh, I, oh this scripture, I love this scripture. It's my go-to. I go there every time. Well, maybe it's time for you to get some more. God might have something for you. That's great, but, but put that aside and ask him, what do I need to learn for this season? And then say out loud three times per day, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in this body. That's going to help you. That's going to help you. I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. It helps you put it in the right order. People who are really into uh, you know, training and things, they'll say body, mind, spirit. People who are into like, you know, mystical things and, you know, crystal balls, they'll say soul, mind, and spirit. Well, they have it in the incorrect order because they're doing incorrect things. Not the body people, that's fine. If they want to work out, that's fine. But you got to know you're a spirit first. And your spirit is what responds to God. And if you'll get your mind right, your body will also align to it. Because if something is not going to help me grow spiritually, I should not indulge in it. Why? Why is that? Why is it that I can, I, there are some things I just can't do? Well, because I've been freed from bondage. And I don't want to go back and give the devil any opportunity to get me into bondage again. And if an activity or something I indulge in has that propensity about it, like, oh, I can get hooked on this, or I can get, then I'm staying away from it. Why put myself back in bondage? Why? Why? Anything that's going to make me more spiritual is what I want. But if the activity is not, then I don't want it. I don't want nothing to do with it. I've told God that. It's been about a year and a half, two years. I've told him nothing. I don't want anything that's not going to make me more spiritual. And he'll show you what those things are for your life. All right, we'll do the third one. We'll do the third one, uh, uh, not next week, but the week after when we uh, get to uh, that part of the message. Glory to God. So get in the word. And confess that I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. Amen. Stand with me this morning. I pray that you got something out of this service today. I know that I did. You know, anytime we come together, God wants to leave us better than how we came. That's just his plan for us. He has a plan every service. He told Dad Hagen that. I have a plan for every service. And I want to to each person every service if you'll come with that attitude and that expectation you will get something out of every service you don't have to have laid, hands laid on you you don't have to have the prayer line you can get what you need from the lord he always wants to leave you in a better place than how you came right. amen yeah. glory to god father i thank you for this time together we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you bring the words of Jesus back to our remembrance and you show us things to come. You're the comforter, you're the encourager, you're the one who's with us, who never leaves us or forsakes us. And I thank you that you are going with us as we go. I thank you, Father, for your word. Holy Spirit, make it real to us this week. Make it real. As we say, I am a spirit, I have a soul, I live in a body. Make those words.